welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 8 of Upon Further Review with Brian Brennan. I am, as usual, your host, Brian Brennan. In the place to be, it is Friday, November 13th, 2020. Hope you are having a good day, folks. I'm having a good day. It's off to a good start this morning. Uh, hope, uh, you know, things are, you know, it's a little, it's been kind of weird in the world these last couple days. Um, COVID tests are on, or positive COVID tests are on the rise across the nation. Um, it's, it's been a little scary, I would say. In, in my state, the state that I live in, um, Maryland, tests, um, positive tests seem, seem to be on an, just an absolute sky rise right now. And, um, it's not good, so I'm hoping you're staying safe. I'm going to get my first ever COVID test uh, a week from yesterday, actually. So, because uh, I'm, I'm still, as of right now, I am still planning to go home for Thanksgiving uh, to New York. Um, so, I'm hoping to do that. Um, of course, if, you know, the cases just get too, if it's just too, be- too you know, too many positive cases in New York or Maryland, uh, might be a good idea to cancel that trip, but uh, I'm hoping to go to New York for Thanksgiving, uh, so I'm going to get a test because that's what, um, excuse me, the new New York laws stipulate that um, if you um, travel from a state with a high positive COVID rate like Maryland has, you need to get a COVID test. So uh, I'm looking forward to, uh, we'll see how that goes. I've never, you know, I've never had a COVID test, so I don't really know what it's like. I guess they stick a needle up your nose or something like that. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. We'll see how that goes next week. But uh, we're a sports podcast, folks. Let's talk a little sports. Um, you know, there, we've got two really great guests for you today. We've got um, we've got Michael Edgley and we've got Tim Clark, but they're separate today as opposed to being on together. Um, they both happened to come over to my apartment and we both recorded things. Mike recorded on Tuesday. Uh, Tim record came over last night and we recorded, um, but they're both great interviews. I want to give both of them shout outs because, um, the interview is actually timed out. Mike's interview is exactly eight seconds longer than Tim's. His interview, Mike's interview is 22 minutes and 18 seconds long. Tim's interview is 22 minutes and 10 seconds long. So I want to thank them. Uh, you know, that's the sign of good podcasting right there, folks. You know, you got guests, you keep them out for a pretty much equal amount of time. Uh, couldn't ask for anything more. Two outstanding guests. Uh, we talked to Mike about the Saints um, because Mike's obviously really fired up about the Saints. They beat the Bucks on Sunday night football. They crushed them. wasn't even close. So Mike gets to talk his talk. Um, and then we we talk about fantasy football as well. You know, our league, uh, the Impractical League, is in full swing right now. Um, it's it's gonna be interesting to see who comes out on top in our league. It's really up for grabs. I I, I do I give this the full updated standings uh, on Tim's interview. But um, Tim and Mike are both in the Impractical League, as you know. So um, we'll be we'll talk about that with both of them. Uh, great interview with both of them. But uh, we've got a lot of sports to talk about. We're going to talk about um, before we get into Mike and before we get into Tim. Uh, we're going to talk about the upcoming NFL week, and then after the interviews, we're going to talk very quickly. I really don't have a ton to say because I'm not a golf expert by any means of the of the imagination, but I am going to talk about the Masters a little bit. I did watch a little bit yesterday. I am going to watch a little bit today. I am excited for the Masters. I think it's going to be really good. Um, a fall Masters tournament. You know, we've had uh, we've had some pretty um, some interesting sports oddities. Um, 
in this this time of COVID, we had a Stanley Cup Finals in October. We had an NBA Finals in October. Now we've got the Masters in November. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, I give my thoughts on that at the end of the podcast. But why don't we just jump right into it and we start previewing the NFL week ahead. NFL, I believe it's week 10 coming up on Upon Farther to Review with Brian Brendan. All right, so week 10 of the NFL uh, slate got underway last night. Colts beating the Titans by 17 points, 34-17. to 17. Uh, I watched this game. Um, it was pretty close up until about the third quarter um, when Indianapolis had some really good um, – or well, first off, they got kind of lucky. Um, the Titans punter, really bad, uh, just, just awful, uh, terrible punt. Um, I think it went out of bounds. He was at the one-yard line. He was at the, the – the uh the titans one yard line and he punted it to the titans like 30 yard line it was one of the worst punts i've ever seen indianapolis marches right down the field and scores and then on his next punt it gets blocked so the titans special teams does not come through and um i also had three fantasy players in this game i had ryan Tannehill, derrick henry and rodrigo blankenship and rodrigo blankenship was actually the high scorer for me out of those three let me let me pull it up here. Let me pull up my fantasy stats uh, from the Impractical League, uh, who I've now already wasted three players on. Um, okay, well, Derrick Henry scored .9 points more than Rodrigo Blankenship. Derrick Henry scored 11.9. Rodrigo Blankenship scored 11. Ryan Tannehill, my quarterback, only 10.78 in this game. Not a good game for Ryan Tannehill. Um and not a good game for the Titans, who have now lost three of their last four games since starting the season undefeated. Uh, we'll see what happens to them next. Uh, you know, now, right now, Indianapolis is in control of that division, and the Titans have another tough matchup coming up next week against the Baltimore Ravens. We'll talk about the Ravens and their game uh, coming up this weekend in just a few minutes. But um, yeah, that's an interesting matchup: Tennessee versus Baltimore next week. Uh, we'll be interesting to see how that goes. Uh, I'm looking forward to previewing that one on uh, next Friday's podcast for sure. Um, but yeah, Colts beat the Titans. Colts are now in charge. Uh, Naheem Himes, uh, shout out to NC State. NC State had a big night last night between Phillip Rivers, uh, Naheem Himes, Jacoby Brissett getting a touchdown. Uh, NC State had a big night last night. I'm not really a Wolfpack fan, but shout out to the Wolfpack for having a big night last night. Um, for um for the Colts um they combined for a few touchdowns uh so Colts win that game they're in first place in the AFC South let's move into Sunday's games uh we'll start with the Eagles and the Giants because that's the first one that comes up on the ESPN schedule for me uh probably because the Giants are my favorite team and um the Gi- they, that's they probably want you to have your favorite team first but um you know this is an interesting game because if the Giants win they've got three wins and um all hell breaks loose in the NFC East. Giants would actually legitimately have a chance. If the Giants win and the Washington football team wins, then all hell is going to break loose in the NFC East after this upcoming week because then that would be three teams with exactly three wins. But I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, I still think Philadelphia is the better team than the Giants. They did come back the last time they played from a 10-point deficit with very little time remaining. Uh, so as much as it pains me, pains me, to say it, I am going to pick the Eagles in this one uh, to beat the Giants. Um, I think it'll be a good game. Philadelphia's favored by three and a half, but um, I'm going to go with Philadelphia in that one. 
Uh, we'll see what happens with the Giants. Um, obviously, there's, it's been a kind of a long, draining season with the Giants, but uh, they do have they are right in the thick of this crazy, awful, garbage uh, NFC East division. So um, we'll see what happens. Also, shout out to the Jets because uh, they're not playing this week, which is great. We should we should no more. Uh, we'll be subjected to the Jets this week. Um, that's that's great. I mean, uh, that's what I you know we shouldn't you know after that awful you know after you know now they're zero and nine. I think they kind of deserve a week off, if you ask me. So uh, that's kind of the state of New York football right now. We got two wins from the Giants, both of them against one team, and the, a winless football team in the Jets. So that's the state of New York football right now. Uh, to quote um, uh, Aaron Burr from Hamilton. It isn't pretty. So let's move on to the uh, Leslie Odom. Shout out to Leslie Odom, too, uh, the actor who plays Ham- uh, Aaron Burr in Hamilton. Uh, Texans and Browns. Uh, I think I'm going to go with Cleveland in this one. Uh, even though Cleveland, um, we don't really know what to expect. Texans are 2-6. and six. Uh, I'm going to go with the Cleveland Browns in this one. Uh, I just think that's a, you know, a good matchup for them, and they look like a potential playoff team. I think it's going to come down to them and Miami for that last playoff spot in the AFC, but I would not be surprised uh, if the Cleveland Browns win it. Uh, even without Odell, they've looked pretty good uh, on offense as a whole. Um, Washington and the Lions. Um, I need a sip of my coffee before I pick this game, folks. Not going to find that on any other podcast. Um, Washington at the Lions. Um, it's in Detroit. Uh, Washington's coming off another loss to the Giants. And think, you know, if they don't lose those games to the Giants this year, if they, you know, if they um, win those two games against the Giants, Washington is solidly in first place in the NFC East. So there is talent in Washington. I will say that to my friends who are Washington football team fans, you guys have a talented squad. Like you've got some talented players, but um, I just don't know if it's going to show up. You know, Matthew Stafford, the Lions are always a tough out at home. Uh, Detroit's a four and a half point favorite. I'm going to go with Detroit in this one. Uh, I think it's a, a you know a good game. I'm looking forward to checking it out on Red Zone. Um, it should be awesome. Um, I'm going to go with Detroit. Uh, Jaguars Packers um, not a great game I'll keep this one short I'm going with the Packers there's really not much to say on the Jaguars uh, who's that quarterback they had um, not Minshew I can't remember his name the quarterback that they had in their last game um, he looked he looks all right actually but Jacksonville's you know fighting for Trevor Lawrence um, they want him just as bad as the Jets do so um, they're going to continue to tank. Packers win. They'll go to seven and two. Games in Lambeau. It should, should be a no doubter. Uh, Buccaneers at Panthers. Um, I'm gonna go with the Bucks to bounce back. They are six, five and a half point favorite. Five and a half point favorite. Uh, I would take that. Um, I don't know if uh, anybody's you know making predictions or anything, but I that's a prediction I would take. I think the Buccaneers are going to you know be really angry from their loss to the saints and they're going to turn it around and bounce back and beat carolina fairly easily in charlotte even though the game's in charlotte uh, i am going to go with the buccaneers i think this is a good win a good matchup for tampa bay and um, they'll get it done um broncos raiders classic rivalry great rivalry uh games in las vegas uh i'm gonna go this is the first of the four o'clock games by the way i think there's a shorter stretch of one o'clock games 
um, this year because of the Masters. Uh, I believe the Masters is, um, which we're going to talk, like, as I've already said, we're going to talk about the Masters very briefly towards the end of the show, but, um, I believe there are uh, only a few 1 o'clock games this week because of the Masters tournament and um, the fact that CBS is going to be broadcasting that first and then they're going to go to the NFL second. Um, you know, we'll, well, I'll, talk about the, I'll talk about the Masters later. Uh, let's move into the 4 o'clock games. We've got quite a few 4 o'clock games, actually. We've got, uh, let's see here, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 games starting at 4.05 or 4.25. Uh, first one's Broncos Raiders. I'm going with uh, Las Vegas in this one. Um, another team that's looking like a potential playoff team if they just get it right. Uh, they had a good win last week against Los Angeles Chargers. Um, lucky win uh, because there was a drop at the end that could have been a touchdown that won the game. But uh, I am going to go with the Raiders. Uh, I think they win against the Broncos. I just don't think the Broncos are that good. Uh, I'll go with them. Uh, interesting matchup here. Uh, the Chargers versus the Dolphins. I actually talk about this game a little bit with Mike in a little preview for you with the interview that's coming up next. Um, we talk about this game a little bit. Uh, I like the Dolphins. You know, I Like I said, I think they're a playoff team. Uh, if Tua keeps playing the way he is, uh, there could be no stopping them. Their defense has actually looked pretty well. It has looked pretty good as well. Uh, so I'll go with Miami over the Chargers. Chargers just invent new ways to lose. So I wouldn't be surprised if this is another close, heartbreaking, terrible loss for the Los Angeles Chargers. A uh, good game here: Bills versus Cardinals. Seven and two Buffalo versus five and three Arizona. Game is in Arizona, so Arizona is a two and a half point favorite. Um, wow, toss up here, folks. Really, absolute toss up. Like you really can't go wrong with picking either of these teams. I feel. Um, let's go with the Cardinals. We'll go with Arizona. Kyler Murray's playing really well this season. I know they lost to the Dolphins last week, but I don't think they're going to lose to AFC East teams two weeks in a row. Um, they already beat the Jets this season. They crushed them. So uh, I am going to go with um, Arizona. The game's in Phoenix, uh, so I expect or, – or Glendale or wherever the, wherever the hell they play. Um, so I'll go with um, I'll go with the Cardinals in this one. Uh, you know, I, I think uh, this will be a good game. Really, the prime time for Red Zone, you know, I talk about Red Zone and how I watch that every Sunday. The prime time for Red Zone is going to be the four o'clock games because there are six of them, and it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty awesome. Um, I don't know if they've ever had a, a time frame like that where they've had six four o'clock games on NFL Red Zone. Uh, next game is Seahawks Rams. That's in LA. The Rams are a one and a half point favorite. I don't know about that, folks. I still trust Seattle. I still like Seattle. I'm going with the Seahawks. I'm going with the Seahawks in this game. I know Chris Carson's out, but they got Mr. Unlimited, baby. Russell Wilson, the, the, one, the, one of the best quarterbacks, if not the best quarterbacks in the whole National Football League. So uh, I'm going with Russell Wilson. I'm rolling with the Seahawks. I know they lost last week, um, but I still think that um, they will win this week. I, I mean, they lost to Buffalo. Um and that should be a good indication that Buffalo will play the Cardinals well because they played the Seahawks well, even though that game was in Orchard Park. Uh, I will go with um, the Seahawks to get a bounce-back win uh, on the West Coast again. Uh, should be a good win for the Seahawks. Uh, I think it'll be a good game, though. Uh, 49ers versus Saints. Um, yeah, I, I, I think um, the 49ers are really banged up this season. They're not quite the same team they used to be. Um 
And uh, New Orleans is looking like the best team in not just the NFC, but potentially all of football. So uh, pretty easy choice for me on this one. New Orleans is a nine and a half point favorite. I'm going with the 49ers. Or, I'm sorry with the I'm sorry with the Saints in this one. Uh, I think um, I think New Orleans is looking like the best team in the NFC at least. Uh, is looking maybe potentially the best team in the NFL. Uh, Bengals Steelers also a 4-25 game. Uh, you know I think Pittsburgh should win, but you know Big Ben has been in isolation for the last uh, couple of days, um, so that that could play a role obviously. Um, you know, he's, he's the quarterback of the team and, you know, I mean, he'll be fine. Like it's the Bengals. He's beaten, he can beat the Bengals in his sleep, big Ben. Uh, but, um, so I think that being in isolation will be okay for him. But, um, I, I, you know, that's not obviously, you know, when your quarterback has to, um, has to isolate due to COVID-19, that's never something you really want to see. Um, when you're a fan of that NFL team. But, you know, don't worry, Steelers. Even if it's your backup, I still think you'll win this game. Um, Pittsburgh is a seven-point favorite in this game. Uh, I think uh, that sounds about right. Uh, I'll go with the Steelers in this one. And then finally, the Sunday night football game. Uh, This is Tim's team, the Ravens versus the New England Patriots. Patriots honestly looked like they were trying to lose against the Jets uh, on Monday night football. It uh, didn't look good, honestly. You know, it looked like they were honestly trying to tank for a better draft position and a better quarterback than Cam Newton. Um, so even though this game is in Foxborough, I still like the Ravens. I still like the Ravens in prime time. We've seen them step up in prime time on the road before. Uh, we saw it last year. They've won a lot of prime time games on the road in in spectacular fashion too. So uh, I'm liking the Ravens in this one. Uh, I'll go with them. Uh, I will pick Baltimore to um, to beat them. They are a seven-point favorite. That also sounds about right. So I'll go with the Ravens. So um, we'll just go down the line here. I pick the Eagles, the Browns, the Lions, the Packers, the Bucks, the Raiders, the Dolphins, the Cardinals, the Seahawks, the Saints, the Steelers, and the Ravens. Those are my picks for Sunday night. Uh, let's get into the interviews now uh, for this episode. Um, I'll just play them back-to-back. Like I said, they're about the same length and time, about 22 minutes long each. Um, they're both great, so I hope you stay tuned for both of them. Uh, Michael Edgley, you know, big Saints fan. He wanted to talk his talk after they beat the Bucks. Uh, Tim is a big Ravens fan, so he had a lot of thoughts. Plus, I asked them for both their thoughts on fantasy football and our league, the Impractical League, and the election as well. Um, it's a great interview. Both of them are great. I'm glad I gave them both equal time. So uh, enjoy. Michael Edgley first, Tim Clark second. All right, we're back with another one of our favorite recurring guests, the man, the myth, the legend, Big Mike, Mike Edgley. Mike, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing very well, Brian. How are you doing? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, no problem. Happy to have you on anytime you want, man. Um, So, obviously, the reason you want to talk to me, you you want to talk your talk. Um, The Saints blew out the Bucks on Sunday Night Football. It wasn't even close. I was wrong. You were right. Everyone, like, so many people were wrong in picking this game. Uh, So many people picked Tampa Bay, and it ended up being a blowout for the Saints. Um, You've got to be feeling, like, really good as a Saints fan right now. How how are you feeling after that game? Uh, Yeah, no, definitely. I think the Saints looked very, very good after that game. Uh, 
they look like they could go um, all the way to the Super Bowl and possibly win. Uh, I think right now, after that game, they honestly look like the best team in the NFC, or at least like up there with Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um, and Seattle just lost to Buffalo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Seattle just lost to Buffalo, so now they're both 6-2. and two. Yeah. So uh, uh, the race to the first seed is going to be close. It's going to be a good one. Uh, I'm very happy we beat Tampa Bay twice because we have the NFC, NFC South on them now. Mm-hmm. And Tampa Bay, like, they look great some weeks and then they look awful. Like, these last two weeks, like, I know they beat the Giants, but they barely won. Right. Like, they should have honestly blown them out. No, it, fa- no offense to yeah, you. Yeah, no, no, I, to- I totally agree, actually. I'm, I was surprised it was that close. Yeah, and um, then yeah. they just got blown out by New Orleans, which I wasn't even expecting. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I so and like I said, so many people picked Tampa Bay. Nobody yeah. saw this coming. I mean, that's, no. that's got to make you feel even better, like, knowing that, I picked it wrong, and so many other people. And shout out to Sports on the Hill podcast because Robbie actually told me that everybody who did the pickums picked Tampa Bay. Yeah, wow. Robbie told me that because of that, uh, they jinxed Tampa Bay. Nice. Thank you, Sports on the Hill, and upon further review for jinxing Tampa Bay, (laughs) no problem. And also thank you to the SNF or Sunday Night Football crew because, like Brian said, literally all of them, yeah, like all ten of them picked Tampa Bay. And um, I, one of them, I forgot which one, but one of them even said, watch, like, if New Orleans wins, and then their uh, city's going to troll us. And that's yeah. exactly what happened. Yeah, I mean... Like, there's always already been, like, Instagram posts from the Saints. Uh, oh, yeah, I was going to actually ask you about that. Um, I saw this, um, I'll show it to you. I was going to be really bad podcasting, but check out this um, tweets from Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas uh, after oh, the game. Oh, yeah, the sweep. Yeah. yeah, the the yawn and the sweep. I, yeah. I actually haven't seen the Kamara one. I've, I saw the Thomas one. And I, uh, it's funny, uh, both tweets are kind of petty, but they're at their petty best. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think... Uh, and they kind of earned that right to be petty by winning I, yeah, 2-0, I, yeah. Yeah, they've earned that right to be petty by winning 2-0. Tom Brady has looked great this season, except for when he's played New Orleans. Yeah. He didn't look very... He looked not so good, like not terrible, but not very good the first time around. And the second time, you're thinking, okay, he's been great since then. He's probably going to play much better. But he played even worse. Yeah. He looked terrible. He had no awful. touchdowns, three interceptions. He honestly argued he might have had the worst game of his career. Yeah. Up, up there. I mean, this honestly. is also the first time Tom Brady's ever been swept in, by a divisional opponent. It yeah. never happened in the 20 years or whatever it was yeah. that he was in the AFC East. Exactly. So uh, that's a huge win for the Saints. Um, no, no, it is. I want to talk about Drew Brees because Drew Brees actually played very well in this game. He did. Um that you know he's I think he silenced a lot of doubters as well. Yeah, um, I think um, towards the be- towards the beginning of the season, uh, he wasn't looking very very good. Right, um, you can tell that he was missing Michael Thomas, and then after Sanders went out with COVID, uh, he he struggled a bit too. Like he, uh, I thought he wasn't throwing the deep balls. He didn't seem to have confidence in the deep balls. He seemed to let Alvin Kamara do like. Most of it, and then he would tr- show, uh, throw short passes to like Traquan right. or uh, Harris or uh, Callaway. Yeah. But um, now with, with Sanders and Thomas back, you saw the confidence with Drew Brees was through mm-hmm. the roof. He didn't care that they were going against the supposed de- best defense in the NFL, yeah. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, he, well, you know, he only threw for 222 yards, which obviously isn't a lot, but four touchdowns, no interceptions. Pretty sure he was only incomplete like four times and like a 136 point something yeah. QB rating. That's so, pretty good. Yeah, no. Um, I And I looked up his stats. He has a little over 2,000 yards, 
Uh, 17 touchdowns and only three picks. Pretty good. That's yeah. A, yeah. That's so, better than I expected, honestly, because everybody's it, talking about how terrible Drew Brees is and like how the sky is falling. I and, think it's just because uh, you like those numbers. You kind of have to take in, with the grain of and his completion record. You got not record, but he's got seventy six per completion, which is great. Yeah, but you have to take in consideration like at least, like a lot of his throws are short passes, right? And like short passes or pitches to Kamara, which also right. counts as passes. But he's still. Overall, uh, very accurate. Uh, I think uh, Sunday night was easily the best game of the season for him. Mm. And I hope that he continues. And uh, like we have a, don't want to say an easy game because it's really not an easy game. Right. But we have a game that we should win in San Francisco. That's next week. that's how you play this week, right? Yeah, we play San Francisco, and they're all like if they were at full strength, it'd be a very tough game. But they're all beaten up. Yeah, and I think that with Saints now back at full strength, when like the chemistry and the whole confidence they have after that win, I think the Saints should win that game. And do you think you could play, just one last one on the Saints, do you think you could play Tampa Bay again? Like, do you think there could be a third matchup with Tampa Bay in the oh, playoffs? Oh, that's, that's absolutely a possibility, like what happened a couple of years ago with Carolina, yeah. where we uh, want to remind the Panthers fans how we sweep G3 <laughs> now. But uh, that could definitely happen again. I think Tampa Bay is going to... Like, Tom Brady hates losing. You saw how pissed right. he was on the sideline. He had every right to be pissed. He was playing terribly. The team was, team overall looked awful. Mm-hmm. And they really need to bounce back, which I think they will. I think they would, like, even though they beat the Giants, they basically lost that game. Right. Because, like, they, they won one. <laughs> I wish game. they lost that game. Yeah. yeah but but you know what I in mean. In real life, I wish they lost that yeah, game. But, but I do know what you mean. Yeah. It's just, they really need to bounce back, which I think they will. I definitely think they're going to still be a wild card at 10-6 and six or 11-5 and five and they'll be a tough opponent. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, really, we have this season in the NFL, there's so many, there's a fair amount of good teams in both the AFC and NFC mm-hmm. where, like, I feel any team that makes the playoffs could honestly make a run to the Super Bowl. Yeah, especially with there being uh, more teams in the playoffs this year. There's one extra yeah. playoff spot. Exactly. I think it would make for things to be really interesting this yeah. year. I mean, look at how the Dolphins are doing. Yeah, shout out to Tua um, and the Dolphins. Tua no Tagovoya. Yeah, I love it. Um, As a lefty, I just love to see Tua do well. Um, So shout out to the Dolphins. I hope they keep um, doing well. I I can't remember who they played this week, but good Uh, luck to them. They play the Chargers. Oh, okay. So, so, like, unfortunately, I think the Chargers can continue their losing streak. Yeah, that's... They had a really tough loss. I know. With Another, that, I thought it was a touchdown, but then you see on the other camera angle, it. it's clearly yeah. dropped. I know. That and, sucked. Yeah, and I because I wanted a touchdown because of Herbert. I right. mean, it didn't matter. You mean I, you still won. I still beat... Which is a good transition I still to beat, fantasy uh, talk, Tim. by the way. I still yeah. beat Tim, but, yeah. Um, I remember Scott Hansen after he they went to him, he's like... Chargers fans, we we ache for you. Like he just he really didn't know what to say. Cause yeah. We, like none of us really did because we all felt so bad. That's for such them. a crappy and, way to lose. And I mean, luckily there's not many LA Chargers fans, I guess. Yeah. But they're still they still have fans, and like, yeah. To lose that way and to have so such heartbreaking losses, including the one against the Saints. Like, yeah. Because they, really, they really they yeah. really could have won that game against the Saints. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. It's. It's tough because you gotta think if those like, if if at least a couple of those games go their way with an extra playoff spot, they could definitely make the playoffs. But now, if you, it's almost like they have too many losses to make up. But yeah. 
And I think they're gonna. Tough. I think they're gonna lose to Miami. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. So that's a good match. I am looking forward to. That. I'll see that on Red Zone. Looking forward <laughs> to that match. Yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um. So let's talk a little fantasy. Um. Since uh, you brought it up that you did beat Tim. Mm-hmm. Uh, congrats on your win. Yeah. Uh, for, uh, last place beats first place. Yeah, the I know. And that. You know, Tim actually stayed in first place, so he's still yeah. even though he's lost two weeks in a row to me and then to Mike. Yeah, but uh, I play you. This yes, yes, week. I'm. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I'm actually making some lineup changes this week, so I'm looking forward to seeing how that goes. Um, do you have any like? Are you, what are you? Are you gonna stick with what worked this past week? Like, what's your plan? I think so. I'm. I was trying to get um Michael Thomas from a room. No, I sent this <laughs> again. I, I sent a uh, tr- trade offer. Um, I did Tyler Lockett for uh Justin Jackson for Michael Thomas. And he said no? He did he actually just declined. Oh. But it is you know, it is what it is. I think I'm gonna stick with Tyler Lockett because his his upgrade is really, really big. But when yeah. Russell Wilson's throwing a DK Metcalf a lot, Tyler's not gonna do much. Yeah. Where and I still have Emmanuel Sanders who's gonna put, who I think will put up solid numbers, but right. it'll be nice to have both Thomas and Sanders, right? But, uh, I know. And Breeze, but Arun knows that. With yeah, chemistry, which is why so he's going to try and hold on to him. Yeah, yeah, which is why, like, even though I'm giving him good offers, like offers that he he would think about, he still is just like, I don't, I don't know, <laughs> because Tyler Lockett would be good for him. Yeah, and Justin Jackson could be good because he's kind of struggling with his running backs, as as yeah. you said on your episode with him. Yeah, and like if you look, like Sanders is still out. You got most Moster or Moister, whoever it is. It's Moister, yeah. Yeah, from the uh, Niners, who's out. Uh, like Arun is really struggling in the running back area, but he's got like star receivers. Yeah. Who have been kind of carrying I mean, him, but that pretty much carried him to victory against me this weekend. I'll, I'll admit I lost to Arun. Mm-hmm. Um, not a great weekend for my team. I only scored ninety points. Oh, yeah, that's not... better than seventy nine. Yeah, I shout know. out to Bennett and Matt. <laughs> I even though I'm well, I'm no longer in last place. Even though I've had a terrible fantasy year, I have not scored that low. Yes, which I'm happy and, about. And Bennett is as as of now, we can officially confirm Bennett is in last place. So, yes, um, at the moment at he the moment. has more points than me still, but. He has a worse record now. Yes. So that's how our league is shaping out. Um, I want to talk a little NBA uh, before we wrap up, Mike. Um, well, really quickly, if you don't mind. No, no, go ahead. How do you think the matchup between you and I are gonna, is going to go? I'm hoping to win. Yeah. I know you are too, so. Yeah. Uh, I, are you making any, like. Ooh, should we bet on this? I don't know. Yeah, maybe, like. Uh, uh, maybe this should be taken off the podcast. Yeah. Talk, but, yeah. Um, I was just thinking, um. Like, do you have any, like, uh, skill um, strategies on what you're trying to do? Or, like, um, your star player who you think might carry you to victory? Because um, for me last week, unexpectedly, DJ Chark got 27. I think they're... He had that long touchdown earlier. Yeah, I forgot his name, but whoever their new quarterback is, like... I hope he can play next week because he seemed to love throwing to DJ Chark. Yeah, and I want to keep it that way. Um, well, this week I'm switching things up a little bit. I'm going. I'm going to try a three running back with a running back in my flex. I'm going to have Henry and uh, Mixon and Edmonds from the Cardinals. Nice. So I'm going to see how that goes. And I'm going to bench DJ Moore because DJ Moore has not been. He's been very inconsistent. He's had yeah. more, some games where DJ Moore will put up like 20 points. Yeah. And then there are other games where he'll score. The last two games he hasn't done much. No, right? no. So I that's my my main strategy for this weekend. Yeah. Uh, I'm 
you know, we're going to see how it goes with the three running backs. But if DJ, I'm going to be disappointed if, like, DJ has a big game on the bench or something. But we'll mm-hmm. see. Um, I'm looking forward to it, man. It should be a good matchup. Yeah, it should be good. I just saw that uh, Arun on the uh, wa- waivers, he just dropped uh, McKissick. Oh, from the from Washington football team. Yes, yeah. so I'm trying to pick him up. Nice. And um, I'm also trying to pick up uh, Duke Johnson as well. because from the Texans, uh, nice. David Johnson's out, so right. Duke Johnson He'll might get, get some carries. more carries. Yeah. Yeah. So just trying to stack up my running backs because... Both of mine, they might play, but they're both questionable. It's just, yeah, I've been suffering with running backs too. Yeah. So yeah, no, I, I get, I get that feeling for sure. I'm um, hoping that Sanders, Lockett, and Shark go off. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, and, and like you said, Shark had a really big game this weekend. Um, yes. So that was that was kind of surprising. Um, really long touchdown to start the game. Yeah. No, and he he just carried it after that. Yeah. All right, so let's move into a little NBA talk. Um, they officially announced season's coming back December 22nd. Um, there's still some questions, I would say, like is LeBron going to play these first couple of weeks? Mm-hmm. Um, Danny, Danny Green has kind of said, like, if, if they start the season on December 22nd, LeBron might not play. There's a lot of I feel there's a lot of questions. I mean, what are you? I mean, I'm just happy they have an agreement. I'm happy we'll have NBA of some kind, right? Pretty soon. What What are you thinking, Mike? Um, I'm like you said. I'm very happy that we're gonna have NBA time soon. But if I if I am LeBron, I might just I might take the first week or two off. Yeah. Just because that is very very soon to come back, given when the season ended. Um. Well, it's not. It's like a month sooner. Than what they would usually do. Yeah. It's like a month sooner. So, like, that can be hard to adjust. Not to mention it's right after, um, it's, or, excuse me, right before Christmas. Right. So, uh. And you know the NBA loves to use Christmas as the showcase. So, you know, I'm sure they want LeBron James to play on Christmas. Mm -hmm. Um. And I don't know what it's going to be like either. I don't know if it's going to be a bubble of some kind or if it's going to be how they're going to do arenas and stuff like i don't they haven't really they might they might do what maybe baseball didn't have some like games in different arenas yeah okay i could or maybe just do what football's doing and that would i i don't want them to do that personally i yeah. mean i i've said i've been on the record with this i think football's handled covid pretty badly mm-hmm. and um i i i as a whole i think the nba with the way they did the bubble I mean that was amazing. I thought the yeah. it was incredible. Well, the job. problem is, is like you, you just can't do a bubble in a sixteen game season. No, you just can't. No, that's asking way too much from the players to stay away from their families. Like, cause you have to, what people don't take into consideration, and what I think, oh, sorry, people people started to realize with the bubble is that, um, like when they after a game, even if it's after a bad loss. Like you still get to go home to your family or your friends at least, and right. they, they'll if you had a bad loss, they'll pick you up, and you're like still life is good. Yeah. Or if you, they you had a good win, then you get to celebrate with them. But here and like if you do a, with a bubble, like who you go home just yourself. Yeah. In a hotel room. Yeah, exactly. Like, and for a f- long football season, I think it's it's too much to ask for that. Like I do think that. Like I'm, I'm the whole like the football should have done the bubble. I am, I strongly disagree with that. I, uh, I don't think a bubble would have worked out. 
I if there was a bubble, I I would have said that that the football should not do a season in general. Well, I think one thing that I think football should have considered is doing what something what base similar to what baseball did. Yes, they should. Yeah, where they they keep it to like the east. They shouldn't the have just. They shouldn't have just said, "Oh, we'll just test players every day and hope for the best." Right. That that's I. I do agree that... I feel like they flying could, they teams all have, over the country isn't a good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I do agree that they could have limited fri- flying and, and do something similar to what baseball did. But as far as doing a full season in the bubble, I'm very strongly against yeah. that. Yeah, okay. I see. I understand what you're saying. I, I think it makes sense. Um, I, I just personally, like, I think the thing to do would have been to just keep it, like, as, like, regionally as possible mm-hmm. and just, you know... And that might be what they end up doing with the NBA, too, honestly. Yeah. And I'll be interested to see what the NHL does, too, because the NHL also has, like, six or seven teams in Canada. And, um, you know, I, I think the Toronto Raptors will have to play their games um, in the U.S. this year. So that'll be interesting. Yeah, that'll be very strange yeah. for them. I heard rumors that they might play in um, Newark, uh, which would be interesting because that would be three teams in the New York area. So wow. that'd be cool. They'd be the best team in the New York area. They'd be better than the Knicks and the Nets. So, yeah. Yeah. well, maybe um, not the Nets with KD yeah, and Kyrie. KD and Kyrie are yeah. full strength. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, but it would be interesting to have the Toronto Raptors playing in in Newark. That'd be um, that'd be definitely um, something to see. Um, so we'll wrap up. But do you have any thoughts on you know when we last talked to you? It was Thursday night. We were sitting here watching election coverage. Um, Nothing had been decided yet right. since Saturday. Biden has since been president-elect. Um, do you have any final thoughts on the election? Uh, yeah. Um, personally, I was happy with the results. Uh, I am sorry for the people that were not happy for the results. Mm-hmm. But I think uh, for most Americans, that was a good day. Yeah. And I think it's uh, it's a change in the right direction. Yeah. Like, not the perfect change, but a change to where we can get back on our feet. Yeah. I think um, the last four years have left kind of a bad taste in everyone's mouth. Mm-hmm. And um, I think we're kind of, you know, we're going to take back what's ours. Um, or, you know, we're going to get America back to what it was. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're going to actually make America great again. Yeah, exactly. That's actually what Robbie said last night on his podcast, too. Well, shout I, out to Robbie. Yeah, I, I, agree. I agree with Robbie and you mm-hmm. on, on that. Um, so, um, yeah, do you have any final thoughts on sports or anything? Uh, just, you know, I, I am excited for the NBA season to start. I am excited to see, like, you know, John Wall and Bradley Beal finally back together after yes. two years. Me too, actually. And um, we'll see how the team does. Like, I do think a seven or eight seed is possible, but with how stacked the Eastern Conference is now, at least with the good teams, like, it'll be hard to make a, make a run. Um but we'll we'll just have to see yeah. uh, how things go. It'll be interesting to see what kind of free agency they have because Jan Mahimi's contracts are coming off the books. Yeah, so that's some money. Yeah, no, we definitely have some money to maybe sign a free agent, maybe, uh, um, uh, maybe not during the off season, but maybe before the trade deadline. Yeah, uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, Thomas Shepard's been a solid GM. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, it's funny what he is doing, is just kind of like. Pressing the delete button. Right. Like, he's just getting rid of all the bad, bad contracts. The, the just, Ernie Grunfeld um, yeah. mistakes. Yeah, he's getting rid of all the bad Ernie Grunfeld mistakes. He's yeah. been doing a good job of that. He's signed some okay players, which we all knew weren't really going to come back. Right. But, um, he didn't sign them to, like, absurd contracts. Yeah. So, I think Thomas Shepard's done a decent job. I hope he 
continues to improve as a GM. And um, I'm just interested to see about Scott Brooks. Yeah. As a coach, will like, he will he get another? He's, so I guess he's getting one more year at least. Uh, it a, seems like because I think like people were just or the Wizards organization was just thinking it's kind of too harsh to fire him after this year. Yeah. Cause really, with any coach, they were going to do bad anyway. Yeah. And just, just look at especially look at the, the war look at the Warriors like right. how injured they were. They did terrible, yeah. and people had the audacity to say that Curry should be fired. Right. I'd, which was just ridiculous. Yeah, clowns. It's a clown show. Like yeah, that's exactly. stupid. Like I'm not crazy about Scott Brooks, but his first couple of years when the t- when the team itself actually looks good. Yeah. Scott Brooks looks very good. Then when the team around John Wall and Bradley Beal started disintegrating, Scott Brooks was kind of, you, you weren't sure. Like, yeah. It seemed like they didn't know how to play defense at all. And now with John Wall being out, it's it's the same thing. Uh, Bradley Beal does everything on offense. Nobody plays defense. Right. And we lose a majority of our games. Yeah. So hopefully this season could be different with John Wall back and maybe – Defense could be a strong point again, but we'll mm. only time will tell. Yeah, I'm rooting for a, a John Wall comeback. I hope he uh, does have a, a nice return. Uh, and, you know, Bradley Beal, even though I'm not a Wizards fan, I do really enjoy watching Bradley Beal play. He's just, you know, can't believe he wasn't an all-star, man. Like that, or an NBA or, team. Or all t- NBA team, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that's crazy, man. He's such a good player. Like, having lived here in D.C. now for three and a half years and had – being able to watch Bradley Beal, like he is a great player, like he is without a doubt one of the best players in the league. Um, all right, Mike, uh, thank you again for joining us. Uh, I appreciate it. Uh, you're welcome on any time, and uh, thanks for coming on. Hey, thank you, man, for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. All right, so we've had uh, Mike and Tim on together. So this episode, we decided to have them on separately. I'm joined t- tonight, uh, Thursday night, by Tim Clark. Tim, how are you doing tonight, sir? Oh, I'm doing great, Brian. Thank you for uh, having me on. I'm excited to uh, talk to you again and give you some hot takes tonight. Yeah, no problem. I'm looking forward to your hot takes. You usually got very good hot takes, Tim. I will say that. Like you're, you're a pretty good hot take master. So, Appreciate that. So um, looking forward to that. Um, let's talk about your Ravens to start off here. Um, what are you now? Six and two. Uh, yeah, correct. Six, six and correct. two. You beat the Colts. Yeah. Um, shut them out in the second half completely. Um, pretty much shut them down. Um, wasn't really close at the end. Um, you've got to be feeling good about this win. Um, there was that interception. I thought that wasn't really an interception. No, it was. Not. Uh, I don't even, I'm, I'm glad you're willing to admit that yeah. it wasn't an interception, even though you're a Ravens fan. I feel like a lot of Ravens fans wouldn't be willing to admit that. But, yeah, um, no, it was not an interception. Yeah, so that was a controversial call. But the Ravens, I think either way, even if that happens or doesn't happen, the Ravens still probably win the game. Um, what are your thoughts after that win? Yeah, I mean, I agree. I don't think that was a game-changing play. I think it was a huge play, but I wouldn't assume the Colts would win if that happened. I mean, they might have punted next play. Yeah. So I'm really happy about the way they played in the second half. I thought... Uh, they looked much better on offense when they ran uh, no huddle or short huddle. Right. When they were playing slow, the Colts were, like the controversy, figuring out their plays, like yeah. kind of um, diagnosing the runs before they were happening. Second half, they just went way faster pace. They moved the ball much better. Right. Um, Lamar had a good streak of, I think, four, a drive where he had like five passes in a row completed for over 10 yards yeah which was uh the drive that put him ahead so he played better the Colts are an above average average team 
We're about to watch um, them tonight on Thursday yeah. night football against the uh, Titans. So yeah. To that. I think they're borderline playoffs. I think the Browns are better and beat them head to head. Yeah. So they might take the last spot. But anyway, um, the crazy thing about the Ravens, despite the record, and they look good mostly, is uh, a lot of the vibe around the team is negative. Like right. Locally and nationally. Right. With the COVID situation. Um, right. Well, the COVID, but also Lamar's comments to Rich Eisen right. yesterday. What did he say? I haven't heard them. Uh, so it, this, and it was on ESPN, picked it up, and it was a big thing. But he said that um, the Ravens' offensive plays were being uh, diagnosed by the defense pre-snap. They were calling out the plays okay. correct. Not every play or every game, but, but often enough that the offense isn't as explosive as last year. So the defense knows what's coming, basically. Uh, at times. And so um, Lamar made it kind of seem like he was throwing the OC under the bus. Right. But at the same time, every team has some plays that the other defense knows from. Because they film yeah. study. I mean, so, every t- every, a lot of teams like do research and things like that. Do your research. Do your research. Do your yeah. research. Um, you got to do yeah. the research. In the yeah, NFL. a lot of teams do the, their homework and they know what's coming. So... Um, yeah, I mean, it's not, I guess it's not too surprising. I guess it's just surprising that Lamar would say something like that so publicly, especially because he seems like such a humble, normal dude. I well, wouldn't expect that from him. If you listen to it, tone always matters, and he didn't. He's not actually criticizing the offensive coordinator. He's just being kind of a really honest guy and saying like the reason why we're not number one in offense again is because our plays are way more often predicted and right. it's because there's more film on the team yeah so it's up to the oc to adjust but there's just negative story yeah then there's the covid right and then- which i was going to actually ask you about next we'll, we'll we can transition into that now i guess um what is the situation with covid i know when we both live in maryland the situation in the state yeah. is not very good um it's getting it seems to be getting worse every day um i i, I mean what's the situation like for the ravens you, well you go into that yeah, I mean, luckily the Ravens have only had one positive player the whole season, and it's Humphreys, right. and he's better, and he's playing next game, okay, that's reportedly. Good. So they've been lucky, and they bragged about it's because they're careful with COVID, Yeah, which may or may not be true. I kind of feel like that's a jinx by Harbaugh to say. Yeah. But they are a good organization, so I think they might be pulling it off, and it's not just luck. Yeah. Because, I mean, the results speak for themselves. One player missing one game... And no one else getting sick is pretty good at this yeah. point. I mean, considering what's happening across the whole league. Yeah, I think they might have the lowest of cases still with Yeah, one. I, mean, I mean, every, every team being affected right now. I feel now. like every it's, team probably has at least two it's crazy. at this point. It, yeah. It's pretty nuts how COVID's just, you know, ravaging, obviously, the whole world. <laughs> but yeah. uh, you know, more specifically, this conversation, the NFL, uh, it's been crazy. Um, so let's talk about your next game against the Patriots, Sunday Night sure. Football. Um you know, in the past, this has been a very difficult matchup, but obviously yeah. this is a very different Patriots team from years past. Belichick's still there. Brady's gone. Cam Newton's in. The Ravens are pretty much the same team. I mean, the Ravens crushed them last year, if I yeah, remember correctly. It was a, yeah, it was on Sun- I believe that was also on Sunday. It was, football. yeah, so, but, but um, in Baltimore with fans. Right. And, but also with Tom Brady. So, so yeah, totally different yeah. game. Um, what are you thinking going into this matchup? Um, uh, well... I mean, the Ravens are much better than the Patriots this year on paper. The Patriots 
are a disappointing three and five. Yeah. They struggled Early mightily the with the Jets. Yeah. And Flacco lit them up. Um, the Jets are just Ravens cute, fans putrid. love that. Yeah, so but that doesn't mean anything in this game. Um I do think the Ravens will win just because I don't think Cam Newton has been impressive enough to beat the better defenses. Right. And that's why they've lost five games. Mm-hmm. Um and he he hasn't started all of the losses, but he he's not he as did good miss, as yeah, Brady. He had, they had the time off. I, and I feel like the COVID is that, still affecting Cam Newton. It's, like, he's recovering very slowly, yeah, very, very slowly. Exactly. Shout out to Adrian. Exactly. Um, Some people recover slowly from COVID. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Um, but, yeah. So, Cam Newton's obviously coming back from the COVID. Um, you know, he's he's working his way back. Um, how, how do you th- do you think um, how do you think Cam Newton's going to do against the Ravens? Um. I still think he's a decent quarterback, and they may score. He's really struggled, like, lately, I he's think. Been, yeah, I mean, I don't think it's going to be a shutout or anything. I think they're going to score yeah. 14 to 20 points on the Ravens, but I think the Ravens will put up quite a bit more. And, you know, he like he has been mediocre. The defense um, is actually above average, I would say, but... They've had some games where they struggle against the best offenses. The Ravens defense they, or the Patriots? Oh, uh, the defense. Patriots. Okay, yeah. Yeah, but I mean... I mean, I know they have Gilmore. Gilmore's amazing, like one of yeah. the best corners in the league, but the rest of the defense... But look what have, happened against Flacco. Yeah. And I can't believe that. I mean, they lost five games, so yeah. they haven't been fantastic. That's true. They're not maybe top ten, but yeah. maybe top, top half. But anyway, yeah. uh, the Ravens, they have a great special teams too, but I think the Ravens do have the... Advantage in all aspects except maybe coaching, mm-hmm. but you know even that. I mean, uh, Harbaugh's a great coach. Because yeah, he's not. He's not fucking Bill Belichick. Yeah, Bill Belichick's like six-time world champion. Yeah, Harbaugh's so. won one. He's maybe yeah. uh, you could argue top five. Yeah, Harbaugh's. A, I'm not saying Harbaugh's not a great coach, but um, you know he's just not Belichick. Not quite Belichick. Uh, do you have any other thoughts before we move into fantasy football talk? Just any final thoughts about the NFL as a whole? Um, I mean, I think. Like, the Saints had a huge win, so they're mm. kind of back as a contender. That was one of the big things of this week. Yes. Um, looks like Big Ben is going to play this week, which makes me quite sad. <laughs> I wish he would recover a little more slowly himself, but <laughs> that's you never know. Um, I guess he maybe never got it, but anyway... Uh, we don't really know the whole story with Ben. I mean, he just had to, what, did he have to, like, just quarantine or something? Yeah, he went on the COVID list, but that doesn't mean you can't play. It means you can't practice. Right. So he's pro- he's probably losing the whole week of practice, which also well, happens a lot. Well, he'll still probably play and yeah. be fine. I mean, teams win with guys who didn't practice yeah. all the time. Yeah. It's just, you know, kind of sad, but that's yeah. COVID life. Yeah. All right, so let's move into um, move into fantasy yeah, football. Sure. Um, you are in our league, the impractical league, and you have um, you're still in first place. We'll start. Yeah, with the hanging good, on. We'll start with the good news. You are still threat. in first place um, by points. Uh, unfortunately, you have suffered two straight losses: one to me and one to the other guest of this episode, Michael <laughs> Edgley. Um, how how are you feeling about your team? Who do you play this week to start off? Uh, Corona. No, that's Lee. So you yeah. play Lee this week. Okay, yeah. that's that's an interesting matchup. Our our league is very. I did interesting. beat him the first time, but it's always close. Our league is very. Yeah, interesting. our, our league has team, a lot of parity. Every team has a chance to pretty much make. The yeah, it's at it's this point. it's been like, a lot of. I, I like the parity. I like the sixteen playoffs. Yeah. a lot of teams are going to get in. 
know. There was some debate. We had some debate as a league as to whether we were going to do a four-team playoff or a six-team playoff. I'm kind of glad we did a six-team playoff. And personally, as commissioner, I would like to say I'd prefer to keep that moving forward. But I understand if everybody else disagrees. I, I understand we're, you know, majority rules. I'll, I'll take the L on that one. Um, so, yeah, um, I mean, you, you know, what, well, who's been succeeding for your team lately? Uh, anybody, uh, anybody new? Well, I would say, uh, even oh, in, even as, in far as, as far as new, um, yeah, even in defeat, um, I guess Corey Davis two weeks ago right. against you had a great week, one of the best in the league. Um, followed it up with a goose egg, which yeah. lost me the game against Mike. But that's fantasy football. Interesting matchup you and Mike had. You both had a player with zero points. So yeah. Mike still won pretty easily. But, you know, yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he he, uh, he still won pretty easily. Yeah. Um, I, I'm way more disappointed about my, about my loss to you only because I was ahead most of the game and it was right. closer. And it was because of the Eagles defense. Right. Yeah, so, yeah, I just picked but, up again, by the way. So nice. Shout, shout out to the Eagles defense. I, I, been... I picked up Chicago defense for this week, and I've won a game on defense. Yeah. The, the Chiefs. That sometimes that happens. Like, you'll win a game because your kicker or your defense just has, like, a big game, a big week, and, you know, you don't see it coming. Yeah, especially in our league with parity. We've had a lot of close games. Yeah. And everyone's bunched up in the standings. I'm just going to pull part. up the standings very quickly here so I can uh, just say, read out the standings for La- those of the Last people. place to first place is only four games, but, right. but we only have five Tim, games Tim's left. In first no, place four at games six left. And, Tim's in first place at 6-3. and three. Arun's 6-3. and three. Uh, Return of the King, which is Matt, is 6-3. So three guests of the podcast are at the top three, so shout out to you guys. And Spartans of Death, which is John. He's 5-4 and four at 4. The Chud. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Do your research, which is me. Uh, shout out to myself, I guess. <laughs> I'm five and four at five. Uh, Canada Football League. Uh, that is Brian Brito, uh, the defending champion. Oh, he changed his name again. Yeah, this defending champion. That's why I had to click because yeah. I actually forgot what his new name was. And then Johnny Abu Dhabi. Uh, Ian's making a nice comeback. Ian started out very slowly, and he's he's on his way back in this league. He's in seventh place right now. At four and five, and we got Corona, the team you play. That's Lee. He's in eighth. Uh, Mike is not in last place anymore. He's in. Uh, he's ninth. He's three and six. And uh, Bennett, bring up the rear, two and seven to uh, round out the impractical and, league uh, standings. To confirm, it's a thirteen game regular season. Yeah, because right? we have three playoff so, rounds. Yeah, because yeah, we have three playoff rounds. So it's coming up to the end. We've got yeah, three, which we, I like. We've got three, four, three, three or four, four more, more weeks, weeks four including more weeks, this right? week. Yeah, yeah, four weeks including this week. So uh, it should be exciting. I'm looking forward to it. Um, all right. So I when, before we record, started recording, I promised you a Baltimore sports question. Yeah, sure. So um, since you're Mr. Baltimore, um, I just wanted to, if you could rank these. I don't know in terms of like greatness or like popularity, rank these Baltimore athletes: Ray Lewis, Cal Ripken, Johnny Unitas, Michael Phelps. In terms of popularity, greatness, which whichever one you choose. Oh, okay. Well. Um... Why don't we try popularity? Let's yeah, just, popu- like okay, ones. popularity uh, internationally, it's definitely Phelps just right. because of the Olympics. He's a good like, face for Baltimore. Like it, yeah, like people in Asia and people around the country that don't care about the other major sports right. know, know him because of the Olympics and the marketing of him mm. is the biggest nationally. Um, I would say locally, uh, generationally, like the oldest people will say Unitas, mm. but they're he's been dead for a while. So mm. I would say most people would say Cal Ripken. 
Um, yeah. And then uh, Ray Lewis is probably as big as Ripken, but it's more for people that are football first and not really big right. baseball fans. And would you say Baltimore is football first or baseball first, or what would you say? Um, it's kind of hard to tell sometimes. It's hard to tell. Uh, I would say football just because of their more recent success, yeah. but it's very close. And um, it's not 1983 anymore. Yeah, that and but the Orioles are like the fan base is good enough. Oh yeah, that if they're and they've good, got the yeah. best ballpark yeah. ever. Like yeah. Camden Yards Camden is, is great. I love fucking it. amazing. Like one of the best. One of my favorite places, honestly, in all of America. Like, I love Camden Yards. Yeah, I know. I'm not surprised that so many Yankees fans come. Yeah. It's nice. And it's and not just Yankee get, fans. It's Yankees fans, everybody's. Red Sox fans. Yeah. Like, just people come. Like, it's, yeah. an, it's an easy trip. It's a nice trip. Yeah. Baltimore is a great city to just, you know, walk around that downtown area. Yeah. Like, it's, it's the a, Inner Harbor and there's yeah. some other areas. Yeah. It's not all the wire. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> no. I am Just 80%. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Exactly. Um, all right, so um, just uh, no more Baltimore talk. We'll move into um, the final election thoughts. Good question, I, though. I like that. Yeah, question. no, I, I yeah, that's I'm a gonna tough try one. and do more of that. I'm gonna try and do more of that with my guests, like yeah, more yeah. stuff like that. Um, so final election thoughts. Biden Biden won the electoral college. He's won the election. What yeah. are you What are you thinking now? It's it's been a, um, almost a week. It's been almost a week since that Saturday there. You know, yeah, since it's been called, it's yeah. been five plus days, yeah. and uh, the election has been nine days now. So mm-hmm. I feel good that obviously Biden won. I feel you know upset that it's not like officially being conceded because yeah, Trump mm-hmm. and the Republicans are crazy. Yeah. But I guess they can't do anything about it really at the end. Yeah, I mean, there's there's no real legal pathway for Trump yeah. to win the election. Like that's he's gonna have to literally like stage a violent coup, and yeah. I don't see that happening. I mean, I don't he, think he cares. It to, won't really. do anything if he doesn't. Yeah. Like that's for sure. Like he I mean, have I, the I, military can see, or I can see his psychotic supporters, like the really psychotic ones who are like really committed to. They're him not that something. many that are gonna die for. Yeah, him. like yeah, I guess you're right. But There's I mean, some. Well, but that's what I mean. Like the, those the bikers guys, and shit. Like, those guys could go <laughs> the bikers. Those guys, like I could see them maybe starting some some stuff. But like overall, I don't see much of a pathway for any Trump victory. I mean, any anything I've heard like says that he's got any chance at all. Yeah, like, I've seen nothing that takes his chances seriously, yeah. and that's why the media called it, and that's why you know ninety percent of people have accepted it. But yeah. Um, it's just scary until it becomes either normal-ish or, like, Biden gets in. But yeah, Biden gets sworn in on January 20th. Not, not too long. It just feels crazy because, you know, when um, when Trump won, Obama invited him to the White House. And like, yeah, you know, like, like, sooner you said. Less than a week after wow. he won, right? Like, it was, like, really quick. Yeah. Day. And it, it, there's a stupid, super awkward photo of them just sitting together, you know, Trump and Obama. Um I'll always be drilled into my brain that image, but um, yeah, that was not a happy day. Yeah, um, definitely a we- a weird feeling for sure. Yeah, um, I but Obama don't, took it like a man. But I, I don't think Unlike we're gonna Trump. have that moment with Trump. No. I don't think we're gonna have that moment where where Trump and uh, Biden are just gonna sit together in the White House. Hell no. And um, yeah, it's, it's a shame. I prefer, I would love to see it. Like I, I would love to see that happen. Yeah. But, yeah, just, just like, to laugh about yeah, it. Yeah, it would be kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I I'm trying. I, it would it would bring a smile to my face. Yeah, it would. It's it's part of the winning thing. You get to rub it in their face. Yeah, a I know. That's not what it's for. I know. And um, just one thing that I actually um, I've been meaning to say on um, Biden winning um, that I'm actually looking forward to is um, I you know with with Trump being president visiting the White House for sports teams was kind of. You know, a lot of them didn't go, and if yeah. you did go, it was kind of like, well, why are you going? Do you support yeah, Trump? You got, like, you got yeah, you got questioned. Yeah, well, with Biden being president, I feel like there's going to be normal. Oh, yeah. It's going to be normal. You're allowed. You're allowed visit. to visit Democrats. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. Um, I I'm just looking forward to that. That's one thing I'm really looking forward yeah. to as a Biden presidency. <clears throat> and not to mention, the Yankees win a lot more World Series when the Democrats are in office. So, oh, I didn't know that. Uh, yes, it's I'll actually. Now. If you remember, they had a huge dynasty in the during '90s Clinton, during yeah. Clinton, and Obama was president in 2009. Oh right. Um, you know, I, I I can't think of any more off the top of my head, but I know for a fact they're they the team. Of they the didn't win Democrats. any World Series when um, Reagan and um, the first Bush were president. Oh, the '80s. And yeah. um, but they did when Carter was president. They won two in seventy seven and seventy eight. Nice. So, um, you know, go figure. Maybe maybe this is good news for the Yankees. Um this Yeah. Definitely what I'm hoping for. Um, Tim, do you have any final thoughts on like sports or anything or anything else you want uh, to add? <clears throat> no, I just think it's kinda cool that the Masters this year are in the fall. Like yeah. I probably won't actually watch, but I'm gonna follow the results a little well, bit. And I saw that Tiger Woods like set his personal record mm-hmm. for he, the first round today. He did very well. I and actually he's, he's kinda up there. He's not winning though. I actually did watch a little bit of it, um just because you know there was wasn't much on during the day today. And, yeah, why not? Uh, yeah, and you know, one thing I think that they're going to kind of struggle with with the Masters being in the fall is um, the sun going down. Oh, it gets dark darker around five. It gets darker yeah. around five o'clock. So you're going to have to wrap this thing up pretty quickly. It's going to be interesting to see what happens on Sunday with the you know being the last day of the Masters plus the NFL and everything. They're going to have to wrap this up pretty quickly before the sun goes down on Sunday. Yeah, so. I don't I don't think it's going to get as much play cuz the NFL, but obviously yeah. it'll, it'll, people will watch it. I think CBS and, is doing the first batch of <clears> games on they don't have a they don't have a late game. They just have the first batch of games um on Sunday and then they're doing the Masters, I believe later. I wonder the then if the Masters is starting later on Sunday. Than I think normal. it's I don't I don't know if you do really, like primetime. But can you really do the Masters in primetime? There's no lights or anything at Augusta, so Yeah, I don't think so then. Yeah, so you then got they got to start as early as so possible. Maybe they just want to do the last hour of it or something. I don't know. I it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah. I don't know how CBS is planning to cover it. Maybe I'll do some research on that and do, uh, do that research. Yeah, and um, the and um, report back on this episode. But um, yeah, I have been interested in the Masters as well. Tiger did really well. It seems like Tiger has really struggled outside of Augusta the last couple of years. Yeah, you know, he won the Masters <clears throat> last year. And yeah, that he, seems so long ago. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I was I was we, I was at a Just Nationals a, game. A year I, and I, was, a half. I was at a Nationals game and I got the news <clears throat> that Tiger Woods won the Masters and everybody everybody was getting the news around me and talking about it and it was crazy. Yeah, this is a crazy moment that you'll never forget where you were. Um, you do you have. Do you know enough about golf to have a winner for the Masters? Or uh, well, the two besides Tiger Woods, who's always the biggest golfer, the biggest name now is Bryson DeChambeau. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's built like a football player, and he's he- he's heavy, so he drives it like fifty yards farther than Tiger Woods. Okay, so yeah. it's like a, a, a new type of golfer. I'm a big fan of. Um, <clears throat> I like Jordan Spieth, but I know he's kind of struggled a bit. I think he's fallen he off blew, a bit since he blew that lead at the U.S. Open. Uh, I think it was mental. he. Uh, he just 
has not been the same. Damn. So I like I like to I like him, but I hope he gets back on track at some point. Yeah, that's but, rough. But yeah, I do like I do like screwed. seeing Tiger do well as well. Um, yeah, that pretty much wraps it up. Tim, thank you. For, yeah, appreciate uh, for having me. Yeah, no, thank you. You're welcome anytime. Thanks, man. Um, thank you for coming on, and uh, thank you for listening. thank mike and tim for joining me on this episode of upon further review with brian brennan like i said both great guests both love having them on both great friends uh couldn't ask for more honestly um now i'm going to talk a little bit about the masters uh i'm not going to pretend to be an expert you know for those of you who don't know i'm not the biggest golf person in the world uh i do like you know the masters and big majors like that and i am a tiger woods fan but I wouldn't say like I'm a golf expert or anything like that. Like so I'm looking at the leaderboard right now for the Masters, which I'll read off in just a minute. And um, honestly, I don't recognize some of these names. Um, some of them I do. Uh, I'll just give you the top five quickly. Uh, it's it is currently Friday morning, 10:27 uh, a.m. Uh, so a lot of these guys haven't teed off yet or are just about to tee off. Uh, Dustin Johnson, who is currently tied for the lead with Dylan Fratelli, the South African. Uh, they're seven under par. Uh, and Paul Casey also as well. Uh, the Englishman, uh, Johnson and Fratelli, they tee off uh, just about now, honestly. They probably just teed off, if I had to guess. Um, Justin Thomas, not far behind, six under. Sung J M. I've unfortunately never heard of him, unfortunately. But... Um, He's six under. He's playing already, uh, or he's playing at ten forty seven. So the Masters gets underway again today. Uh, it'll be interesting to see who wins. I've never seen a fall Masters in my lifetime, so this will be interesting. You know, I've heard a lot of people talk over the last couple of days about how gorgeous Augusta National looks in the fall colors and um, just how beautiful and illustrious and prestigious Augusta National's looking these days. And, um, that's a cool thing to see, you know, and we wouldn't have gotten that, you know, I don't want to say it's a good thing, but we wouldn't have gotten that if it weren't for the pandemic delaying the masters all the way till now. So, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens, um, on Sunday as well. Um, the masters obviously will have to compete against a full NFL slate and not to mention, uh, the sun is going down a little bit earlier than normal these days because of daylight saving times. The sun's usually going down around 5 o'clock or so. I don't know what it's like in Georgia, but I would imagine it's probably pretty similar to what it's been like in Maryland the last couple of weeks where uh, the sun just goes down earlier and earlier. So they'll have to sort that out. You know, if it goes long on Sunday, um, I'll be interested to see. Um, I think uh, Tiger Woods is very much in this tournament. Uh, Tiger's, uh, he's in tied for 10th place currently, four under, teeing off at 230. I'll be looking forward to watching that as well. Uh, should be awesome. He shot a 68 yesterday. Uh, I think Tiger's very much in this. Um, there's something about Tiger at Augusta, you know? It's just one of those, you know, it's one of those synonymous, like, you know, it's just, you know, you th- he's the first golfer i think of when i think of augusta national is tiger woods like they're they're, you know winning that masters last year the all the countless times he's won the masters at augusta it would be cool to see him win it again and he's had kind of a shitty 2020 um 
hasn't quite had the same dominance uh, that Tiger Woods has had over the last couple of years. Um, so I, I want to see Tiger get back to that. It would be cool to see him win back-to-back -back Masters. He's not out of it by any stretch of the imagination. Um, it's it's going to be, you know, Saturday, of course, has always been the big moving day at the Masters. Um, really, any golf tournament, Saturday is always that big day where you make the move, the hard charge up the leaderboard, um, if you can. And um, I think Tiger Woods will make his move, you know, either – He'll either make his move on Saturday or he'll maybe make a move today. Um, you know, he played very well. Like I said, he played very well yesterday. So um, we'll see if Tiger Woods can keep it up. I'm rooting for Tiger Woods to do well. Um, he's tied for 10th with a bunch of guys. Phil Mickelson, uh, Hideki Matsuyama, Louis Oosthuizen, and just some notable names. Uh, Reed, uh, like a couple other guys that you, you remember. Um or another favorite golfer of mine, Ricky Fowler, just looking at the leaderboard, tied for 17th, three under. So a lot of guys are shooting well. Um, like I said, Johnson and Fratelli and Casey, those are the guys who are seven under right now. Um, they're, they're about to get, uh, at least Johnson and Fratelli are about to get underway within the next couple of minutes or so, uh, if they haven't gotten underway already. And uh, Im's going to get underway as well uh, from Korea. So, um Good luck to them, and, and um, it, Justin Thomas has already started. They've already had a change in the leaderboard. Justin Thomas has moved down a bit. He's shooting one over today. So um, should be interesting to see what happens the rest of the weekend. You know, I'll be watching uh, the Masters as, as much of it as I can. Uh, maybe I'll have it on the iPad on uh, Sunday and have it on football, uh, have the, my, my regular TV on football. But uh, that's pretty much all I have to say on the Masters. I hope Tiger Woods does well, and uh, it should be a good tournament. Uh, a fall Masters, what, could we, what more could we ask for? All right, before we wrap up, first off, that last interlude was called the Big Ten, so I don't know if that, that's a shout-out to Ohio State and Michigan or not, but um, whatever. I thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, first off, I want to give a shout-out before we wrap up to uh, all the award winners in Major League Baseball, uh, starting with the MVPs, Freddie Freeman and Jose Abreu from the NL and the AL, from the Braves and the White Sox, respectively. I, I know. Personally, I will say I'm a Yankees fan, and DJ LeMahieu was the finalist, but I will say Jose Abreu is probably the right choice. So I want to see the machine win an MVP, but I'll I'll be okay as long as he re-signs with the Yankees. I don't care what DJ Lema if DJ LeMahieu wins an MVP or not. In fact, not winning the MVP probably helps DJ LeMahieu's value, if I had to guess, when it comes to returning to the Yankees. So that could be a good thing. Uh, NL Cy Young Award, Award winner Trevor Bauer and... Um, We'll see where he ends up. Uh, it'll be interesting to see where Bauer ends up uh, this offseason. He's the highest, you know, he's got to be one of the biggest free agents on the market. And uh, he also, I thought this was interesting about Trevor Bauer. He once said to a friend that if he ever signs a year, a, a, a contract more than one year long, to shoot him in the nuts with a paintball gun. So um, if well, Trevor Bauer's value has never been higher, so we'll see. Um, now might be a good time to sign a multi-year deal. So we'll see uh, if Trevor Bauer does that. Shane Bieber, AL Cy Young Award winner, had a great regular season. Postseason wasn't so great for Shane. Uh, the Yankees pretty much roughed him up. But um, shout-out to him for winning. Rookie of the Year, Devin Williams from the Brewers. Uh, admittedly, I'd never heard of him before, but his stuff is nasty. You know, Having a look at highlights of Devin Williams over the last couple days, he deserved this award. And Kyle Lewis, same thing. And 
Hopefully the Mariners turn it around because they haven't made the playoffs since 2001. So uh, we'll see if the Mariners are able to turn it around uh, in the future. And uh, Kyle Lewis will probably be a big part of that. NL manager, Donnie Baseball, baby. Let's give it up for Don Mattingly. NL manager of the year with the Marlins. Well-deserved. I know a lot of Yankee fans, myself included, are fired up that Donnie Baseball finally wins manager of the year in the National League. He deserves it for what he did with the Marlins this year. And in the AL, Kevin Cash, whoever, who cares? Nobody cares about Kevin Cash. Uh, and that's your award winners in Major League Baseball. Uh, I may as well comment before we sign off on the Tony La Russa thing as well. Uh, I'm a little surprised the White Sox kept him after the uh, the DUI arrest and uh, the subsequent um uh, you know, you know, do you know who I am? Uh, you know, showing a World Series ring. Uh, I, I wouldn't have done that if I was Tony La Russa. I think it's you know, probably a drunk decision, but probably a very stupid decision. Uh, and I personally, if I was the White Sox, I would have instantly cut ties with him. I would have realized this was a mistake uh, to bring in Tony La Russa from the start, and I would have instantly got rid of him. But um, the White Sox decided not to do that. It looks like they're going to keep Tony La Russa and. Uh, Hey, we'll see. They have a good, young, exciting team. Like I said, Abreu just won MVP. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what the White Sox do in the future with uh, their 76-year-old uh, DUI-getting manager, Tony La Russa. I'll be interested to see how that goes uh, throughout baseball season. So, um, all right, we'll wrap up there. Uh, I want to thank Mike and Tim for coming on again, and I want to thank you for listening. Uh, find us on iTunes, uh, our Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify Podcasts as well. The Facebook page, Upon Further Review with Brian Brennan. Follow me on Twitter, at bbrian1991. Um, stay tuned for more content. Uh, there's plenty more coming your way. Uh, we should have an episode on Monday. Uh, if not, I'll let you know. But, um, yeah, looking forward to more Upon Further Review with Brian Brennan content. And uh, thank you for listening. Have a good one, folks.